Today's episode of the Gold Cast is sponsored by Free Agency Madness. Raymond, it is free agency madness out there. Do you agree? <laughs> the virus didn't stop anything. <laughs> <laughs> it uh it did not. It is free agency madness out there. And this episode is sponsored by it. It has been a crazy 48 hours. Exactly, Raymond. Just when we thought things would possibly slow down. Nope. The NFL has given us plenty of fantastic content. You know what? Thank you, NFL, for keeping things interesting. That's how I feel. Thank you, NFL. Raymond, why don't you let them know? Where can they find the Goldcast? You can like us on Facebook.com slash the Goldcast, and you can also follow us on Twitter at the underscore Goldcast, and be sure to subscribe to us via Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and Stitcher, all under the same moniker of the Goldcast. Like, subscribe, and comment, because we certainly want to get your take on all of the massive deals that went down today, and that is not an understatement, Is it uh, because... It just isn't. It really isn't. Today was pretty wild, and and I was expecting this. I don't know about you, Rudy, but I was expecting. I, well, I thought this year had a potential to be pretty massive, and sure enough, the last forty eight hours have been pretty earth shattering. Definitely, definitely earth shattering. Definitely pretty wild. Um. Also, I just want to remind you, if you haven't already checked it out, check out our top 11 podcast. It's the episode right before this one. You have to check out our top 11 greatest 49er games of all time because next up for top 11 is the greatest Golden State Warriors. I'm sorry, not of all time, of the last 10 years. Next up is the greatest Warriors games of the last 10 years. Our top 11 of that then we're green bringing out top 11 greatest Giants games of the last 10 years. And then once that's done, it is an all-in-all-out Royal Rumble to determine what are the 11 greatest games of the last 10 years for all three teams combined. That means some of these greatest games will not be included. Who will be number one? What is the greatest game played in the last 10 years in the Bay? Is it, Do the Warriors own it? Do the 49ers own it? Do the Giants own it? You're going to have to find out because not even we know yet. Not even we know. So check out, if you haven't already checked that out, it's the episode right before this one on the same feed. Top 11 greatest 49er games of the decade. Three men Three different lists. It's me, it's Ray, it's Candlestick Will, and we are determining who the what the 11 greatest games are. And in some places, we even agree. I don't want to spoil it too much, but Ray, uh, what do you what do you have to say about that episode in general? Because I thought it was a great one. I thought it was super fun, especially the top three. I mean, the top three um, were. I think everyone had some great choices, but of course we were all in unison with the number one, which is definitely worth a listen if you're curious as to what that game was. So, you know, definitely give it a try because uh, this was a fun one. And if you love Niners football and you want to, you know, throw in your throw in your take on what you believe the the best eleven were in the past decade, then you know certainly love to hear from you. Not that difficult to you know boil it down, considering that we've had two. You know, we have 
we had one competitive era earlier in the decade, and now we're you know entering the prime of a second competitive era in Niners history. So it's uh, there, there's more to come, but there certainly was a, a lot of fun to be had in the past ten years of Niners football outside of the uh, Jim Tom Sula and Chip Kelly era. Absolutely, and it's pretty dope because now, now we've got top eleven greatest Warriors games and what a run have they been on and then of course top 11 for the San Francisco Giants and again also same you've got uh, two dynasties two dynasties in those teams coming in to deliver what their greatest games for the Bay were I just can't wait I can't wait for the next couple weeks March Madness may be done but that doesn't mean that there isn't a tournament for you to follow and it is right here on the gold cast with our top 11 49ers games, Warriors, and Giants all of the last 10 years. And then, of course, ending with our top 11 greatest Bay Area games of the last 10 years. And no, we will not include the Raiders (laughs) or the A's. No offense to the A's. (laughs) All right. Raymond, where can they find you? (laughs) You can find me on Twitter at Ray Solis, and you can find me on Instagram at Ray Solis One, and you can find me at my brand new handles. I am Rudy Third. I wanted to say I am Rudy Three, but this is what we got, folks. I am Rudy Third. Boom, there it is. It's on Instagram and Twitter. I am Rudy Three R D. All right, here we go. Free agency madness. We are ready to go. We are primed. Things have moved around. And for the Niners, luckily, most of it is staying the same. The greatest fanalist in the game is here. Your professor fans him. He's in the building, too. Class is in session. Let's go. San Francisco, are you ready? This is the Gold Cast. Boom! Welcome to another edition of the Gold Cast. We are the voice of the Bay. I'm your host, Rudy Salisa III, and with me is my brother, my co-host. Raymond Salisa I, baby. Boom! Boom, 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 All right. So, Raymond, let's start with just free agency madness around the league, because that shit was crazy. All right, so I'm going to rattle off a bunch of these, and then we're just going to go right to the big one. But, okay, so Drew Brees, two-year extension, worth $50 million. He re-signs with the Saints. Terry Bridgewater going to Carolina. A lot more on that one in a second. Phillip Rivers expected to sign a one-year deal with the Colts. Jason Witten going to the Raiders. Robert Quinn going to the Bears. These are some of the big ones that I thought were worthy of speaking of. And then, of course, the end of the dynasty. The end of the most controversial, obnoxious run in NFL history. Tom Brady is going from the New England Patriots and is expected to announce tomorrow that he is officially a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Just when we thought the world couldn't get any weirder, Raymond. Here it goes. He's going to be over there with Bruce Arians, Mike Evans. I mean, this is uh, this is kind of earth-shattering. The last time something this big happened, it was when Peyton left... The Colts to the went from the Colts to the Broncos. And the last time before that, I would say 
I would say even bigger. I'm actually gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go in order of this. Here here's here are the, here are what I think the top four biggest QB moves of the last forty years. Uh, number one, Brady to the Bucks. Number two, Montana to the Chiefs. Three, Peyton going from the Colts to the Broncos, and then number four, I'm gonna say is gonna be it's gotta be. Brett Favre going from the pack to um, Minnesota Vikings to the Vikings. Yes, those are those are the top four biggest moves. But I'm going to say this: we have not seen something this big since Joe Montana went to the Chiefs. Yes, that's exactly correct. And you described it, you know, the most controversial and obnoxious dynasty in NFL history. I think that was very eloquently put. <laughs> Spot on, I'd yeah, say. That's what that, and no surprise. That's what stood out to me in your description. <laughs> well, it's. I'm sad to say, it's. It is the truth. Um, I really. Of course, I would probably be rooting against the Patriots a lot, equally as aggressively, but it's just marred by so much controversy. It's just not even fun. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's like it's not like I'm gonna sit here ten years from now and be like, man, you know, I really hated those guys in that era, but what a team! I'm kind of like, I'm just glad this is over. You guys were were so controversial. I can't we I can't really say with any shape or with any with any with 100 accuracy that the first three Super Bowls were even won fairly. I have no idea. There's just always something with that team. And now there's nothing. There's just a, there's just a really good defense. That's all there is now. I mean, there isn't even okay. So I mean, let's talk about this for a second. Let's even bring it back to the teams that we know. You guys, the Goldcast Nation, the Goldcast Empire, the Goldcast Faithful, care about. The best part about this is that it finally puts to bed what we have been trying to tell you guys on online, on Twitter, on Instagram, via text, via private message. Me and Raymond have been saying this for this whole time. Tom Brady is not coming to the Niners. Didn't we say that? This finally puts that to bed. That's probably the best part about this. That's to do with us anyways. Yeah, not only not only could Adam, Adam Schefter not corroborate the stupid rumor, but it just didn't make sense. It didn't make sense on any front. You just got to you you can't just try to break news just cuz you're trying to make a name for yourself, you know. Ian Rappaport I thought he really deaded that last week. He deaded it. We had Tom Coran come on, and Tom Coran was like, he Tom Coran not he didn't come on our show. He was you know from uh, the, the the radio host from New England saying, oh the, 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 yeah, he, the, he's not welcome on the show. Absolutely not. The nine the Niners the Niners uh you know he it's good he's gonna go to the Niners and they're talking about trading Jimmy G back to New England. Why would we again? Why would we do this? This was so foolish. And anyone who bit into that, of course. Of course, he'd be on 95.7 The Game. That doesn't even remotely surprise me that he's on 95.7 The Game. That's exactly the kind of radio station that would that would host this guy. But I digress. That's an argument for another day. It was just so completely obvious that this was not going to happen. This was not in line. It didn't make any sense. Jimmy G is the future. Jimmy G, in his first full season, takes us to a Super Bowl. It, it made it no sense as to why we would trade away the future for a 
one year rental, maybe two at the most. I I wouldn't be surprised if he's tore his ACL in week five of next year, of this season, right? Uh, Tom Brady. I'm not wishing that upon him. Don't not no one say that I am because I'm not. I'm just saying I wouldn't be surprised. He's so at the end of his rope. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He really is. We so, saw that drop off last year. I understand. I mean, it was twofold going on. Obviously, he had you know average running backs and had you know next to no help with wide receivers with you know Josh Gordon being a shell of himself and you know the Antonio Brown experiment lasting only one game. So there, there was def and then of course they did pick up uh, what's his name from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who didn't do anything either so it just didn't you know but now he's got he's got chris Godwin and mike evans who are obviously terrific wide receivers that really thrived under a a you know interception happy Jameis winston but you know that's certainly a step up from where he was but i just don't know if uh you know Jameis winston was running for his life half the time and you know a lot of those picks were because of poor coverage and in, in combination with his poor decision making so i'm just not sure you know, if they build that offensive line, then I think Tom's got a chance. Otherwise, I think it's going to be a long season for him. It, It is a strange pickup, but to be honest, I didn't know where else he was going to go. I really thought he should have gone to the Colts. I'm really surprised that Phillip Rivers ended up going to the Colts on a one-year deal. And what that tells me is that most likely what it was was that the Colts, the, the Colts couldn't afford and didn't want to pay Tom Brady what he was worth. Because I, I think if anywhere, the best bet for him w- was to go to Indy, to the Colts. I really thought that was the best bet for him. But the fact that Phillip Rivers is going now instead of Tom Brady, I just obviously a deal couldn't get done. They were possibly saying the Chargers. I also don't understand why he'd go to the Chargers. I don't think the Chargers are one quarterback away. And you're also going to tell me that Tom Brady is going to go into the AFC West and compete with uh, Patrick Mahomes twice a year? No, I don't see that. It doesn't make any sense. He's never had a tough division. He's never been in a competitive division. I don't see why he's going to start now in the twilight of his career. Uh, he's going to fall off that big mountain that Max Kellerman's been talking about. It's, it, it, it did take a little bit longer for it to come out just because Tom has a very good nutrition habits and physical fitness habits, but I believe that mountain is finally here. And it's starting with leaving the Pats. I think it's finally here too. This is clearly, this is clearly the end of the road. Again, the best part about you, for us, for you, Goldcast Nation, the best part for you and I, for all of us together, is that the fact is he's not coming to the San Francisco 49ers. Jimmy G is the man, and we are only seeing the beginning of this man's potential. Give him some time. Joe Montana didn't take us to a Super Bowl in his first year. Give Jimmy G some time. I think he's going to be fantastic. Let's move on to the NFC the NFC, right? And then we'll move then we're going to move into the 49ers. But Drew Brees two-year extension, 50 million. We got two more years of Drew Brees. Wheels starting to come off a little bit there, but I still think he's got a couple seasons left in him. What do you think? He does, but in my opinion, I think you're running out of time with their backup quarterback. And I know they're giving up Teddy Bridgewater. So because it's like, do you keep Teddy? I, I think, uh, what is, what is the backup? Taysom, 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 Taysom Hill. Hill who's Taysom, just like, this is clearly the, the heir, the heir apparent. He is, but he's already 30. You know, he's Steve Young started when he was 30 and Taysom Hill is not going to get that opportunity. He's going to be 32. And I, I, he's obviously still going to be playing tight end wide receiver running back. So it's not like that, but I mean, 
you know, he's he's strong and athletic to play all these other positions. He's a Swiss Army knife, not just a quarterback. But the point is, uh, you know, I think he's it, it's time for him to play quarterback. Uh, but I'd obviously Drew Bees is still playing at a really high level and was able to, you know, deliver uh, deliver what is his name deliver a like a historic season, a career year season for uh, his top wide receiver over there. I forget his name too, but um. But that, but he, I mean, the point is that Drew Brees is still playing at an exceptional level, so it's not too big a surprise that he get re-signed. But I do think that you know, taste, it's unfortunate because Taysom Hill is probably going to be a late starter, if anything, unless Drew Brees gets injured again. Oh, you're talking about Michael Thomas. I'm yes. sorry, it took me a second. Michael Thomas, yeah. Michael Thomas, yeah. You know, that's why I'm, I don't want to write Drew Brees off completely. It's not like the Philip Rivers situation or the Tom Brady situation. It's completely different. He's still playing very good. He had that unfortunate thumb injury, but still came back and played like a beast and, you know, certainly Balls. came within two points of beating us in that contest. But And taking taking the NFC the NFC back from us. They would have been they, they possibly could have been in the one seed right there. They could have, you know, but it just didn't happen. But I think it's just unfortunate for Taysom Hill. If if anybody are, is a fan of Taysom Hill, I certainly am. He's extremely fun to watch just because you just never know what you're going to get. And for some reason, teams just really struggle being able to figure out what they're going to get from him. You know, he can block, he can run, he can catch, he can throw. And I think if they... It just seems like teams can't decide on, on what position to keep him at. I just think you put him at quarterback. Well, they do it. The point is, anytime he's in the lineup, he's a problem and he makes plays. So putting him in there really keeps defenses on their toes. But the point is, if you really want to make things tough on the league, you put him in at quarterback. And unfortunately, unfortunately, it's just not going to happen, at least not for at least two years or unless some unforeseen, you know, obviously unwarranted injury happens uh, to Drew Brees. But that's the only way it's going to happen because he's not going to get he's not going to even get the chance that. Steve Young, you know, Steve Young had to wait quite a while before he played. And when he did, he, as I said, he was 30. Taysom Hill's already 30 and he's going to be 32 by the time he gets that nod. So here we go. Terry Bridgewater to the Carolina Panthers. Definitely an upgrade there. Obviously had the opportunity to sit behind Drew Brees. We were just talking about that. I think this is a pretty good get for Carolina. What do you think? I think so. You're getting a younger, less reckless version of Cam Newton got a good arm has good feet good mobility good in the pocket he played great in the new orleans system and really he was undefeated and kept the boat kept the boat flowing while drew Brees was gone so and and that that was great Uh, so i think that i don't think he's going to start i think they're going to force him and kyle allen to compete for the starting position because kyle allen before he ran into the buzzsaw of the 51 burger that the niners laid on him he was playing pretty darn good himself so I think that uh, the best thing to do in that scenario is have them compete and then have the, and then you know at the end of that competition you know who your starter is going to be. Pretty simple scenario going on in in uh, Carolina, but that leaves no room for Cam Newton. None at all. Where does Cam Newton end up? Do, where does he end up now? Obviously, he's still on the team, and they've 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 told they you know they've already thanked him on Twitter. They're allowing him to seek a trade. Where does Cam Newton end up? I'm feeling like I'm feeling like possibly the Chargers or the Raiders because those two teams are in bad need of quarterbacks. No, John John Gruden. No. Would not take Cam Newton. Not not even in it. That, that's not his system. 
That's true. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. The Chargers, you- maybe. I don't know. I don't even know who the backup was to Phillip Rivers. You'd have to go to the, the Bolts cast for that one. Yes, you'll have to do that. And you'll have to go to the Vegas cast for the Raiders or the, the Black Hole cast. <laughs> uh, double or nothing Black Hole cast? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Jason went to the Raiders. Ah, no big whoop. All right, Raymond. Let's move in to the 49ers, who were definitely without some major news themselves. The first piece and the biggest piece, let's just start with the biggest one. DeForest Buckner traded to the Indianapolis Colts for their their first pick in the draft, the 13th pick in the draft. Uh, He got a huge contract worth five five years, $21 million a year. And when you see that number, you understand why DeForest Buckner got traded. Clearly, we were not going to pay him that. And we lose Buckner, but we get that 13th pick in the draft. And uh, I just want to know, what are your thoughts on the end of DeForest Buckner's tenure? A, A player who was rarely hurt. One of the best interior defensive linemen in the league, and uh, we we let him go for an extremely valuable pick in a draft where we don't have many. How do you feel about this trade? Was this fair? Was this the right move? Should we have traded Eric Armstead over to Forrest Buckner? Should we have kept Buckner? What are your thoughts on what was the biggest and first piece of news that really came out for the 49ers and free agency? Well, it's unfortunate, and I was hoping that the Niners would be able to sign one and tag the other. I thought perhaps that's what they were going to do with Armstead and tag him while signing DeForest, but looks like that's not the case, although Eric Armstead still was able to get, even though his five-year contract is equates to what almost to what the franchise tag is worth for his position and now he's going to get that over the course of five year with of course incentive bonuses uh, sprinkled in there a la magic of Prague Marate's contract wizardry but uh, I mean the Colts get a huge bump because I mean there's no denying DeForest Buckner was much more consistent than Eric Armstead and Eric Armstead was drafted a year earlier than Buckner was and just seemed to be injured three straight years and struggled in the lineup and remember he really came he was much he was much less polished than DeForest Buckner was coming out of the draft but his measurements were similar to DeForest Buckner so the hope was that he was going to be able to learn the, the NFL you know the NFL ways of whatever D de- I mean he played in a couple of different defenses but the the hope was that he would learn and pick up the game fast enough to make an impact, but it really didn't happen when Balky drafted him. And but he was able to really thrive in the Robert Sala system, and he also had great supporting cast members in addition to Buckner. Because even when he had Buckner there, he still wasn't able to do what he was able to do this year, which he had Nick Bosa on one end, D Ford on the other. Rotation. Eric Armstead also played the edge at times too, and and that was kind of the difference maker that perhaps alludes to why 
we kept Armstead and traded Buckner, and that's because Eric Armstead is more versatile than DeForest Buckner, believe it or not. DeForest Buckner is almost exclusively interior, but he's an extremely good interior, you know, to the same token of an Aaron Donald, you know, albeit just not as like, I mean, Aaron Donald's pretty insane, you know, defensive player of the year caliber. Buckner's not quite that, but he's still very, very good and probably one of the top five in the NFL. So the Colts are still getting an amazing player that I would have preferred to keep the Twin Towers together. But the fact of the matter is, at least we kept one of them and we kept the one who played actually better. You know, Eric Armstead had what 10 11 sacks last season and his best best season yeah and DeForest, best defensive season yeah and DeForest Buckner had six and a half so I mean DeForest Buckner's product production was down in terms of sacks but that's because he had a much better supporting cast this last past season with Nick Bosa taking a huge load out of the gate D Ford coming in and really providing a much needed speed off the edge to complement the other side of Bosa and of course Armstead really thrived in that and not to mention the rotation group that's coming in there which is really what's going to happen going forward if the Niners can't pick someone up which they probably won't that means that the rotation squad is going to step up to fill that void that DeForest Buckner provided and and meanwhile the Colts you know get get boosts on defense and offense yeah it was tough it was tough to see him go I really do believe though that 13th pick in the draft is vital for us this year we really need that pick, and obviously the big rumor is is that Kyle Shanahan is probably going to use that on another wide receiver. That remains to be seen. We'll see what John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan do. They've surprised us before at that pick, but they've also, for the most part, basically gotten exactly who we've always thought they were going to get at each pick. So we will see. Now, on the flip side, as you mentioned, Eric Armstead, five-year deal, eighty-five worth around $85 million. We keep our boy. This was the guy famously earlier uh, earlier in the year. You know, we had uh, Bill Barnwell from ESPN saying we should cut Eric Armstead. What do you think about the keeping of Mr. Armstead? That was the right decision. I mean, I would have been happy if either one of them. I, I, I would have wanted to see if Armstead left. I think it would have hurt a little bit more because he was more productive. He clearly was, he clearly was gelling in a way that was doing well. You know what I mean? So it was. I mean, with his length and speed, he finally was able to figure it out. It just took him a few more years to do it. But again, that's the difference when you draft a raw player with, you know, impressive measurements versus getting a polished player with those same measurements. DeForest Buckner was polished, much more polished than than Armstead. And that's why DeForest Buckner was very productive out of the gate, had a very good rookie season and progressed each successive year whereas Armstead really had to get through injuries get used to the speed of the game and just kind of work on his position it's not like he was he wasn't like one of the top sack leaders coming out of the NCAA that season the way Buckner was and that makes a difference and that was clearly you know he was he needed some time to really develop his skill set as a result but when he did come around he came around with a bang and that's that's more than we can ask for. And I think him coming back next season to, you know, further stay in the mix with Bosa and Ford, I think it's going to just be extremely, extremely good. So in the, in the end, we keep three of the big four, the gold rush, and we're just going to have to see who who really steps up to take to fill in Buckner's role and how well 
they'll be able to fill that role. That's the big question is, will we, will we, will we be able to play at the same clip as the gold rush or will there be a slight dip in productivity? We'll just have to wait and see. We will have to wait and see. The other big one, the the other big one, Jimmy Ward signs a a three year deal worth twenty point five mil. What do you think, Big J W, Jimmy Ward back in the building? Jimmy Ward, the glass cannon became Iron Man for the first time in his <laughs> NFL career. They called him Mister Glass. Yes, and I mean, he signed a three-year, $27 million deal, so I really hope that he, that this really resonates with him, and hey, like, you know what, if you stay healthy, you get, if you stay healthy and you play well in the NFL, you get rewarded, and so now the point is, you got to live up to that contract, you can't just take it for granted and get injured, now Jimmy's got to stay, stay on course, stay on par, because he's a big part of this defense, I mean, the gold rush was really a big P component to having us this or a big reason why we were the number one pass defense in the NFL. I mean, I mean, there's twofold happening there. A, we have an ex- exceptional pass rush, but B, we also have very good secondary players, Tart, Ward, Sherman, Emmanuel Mosley, and earlier in the season, Akella Witherspoon who, again, is probably going to be starting, although, I mean, not starting, but competing for the starting role again. But I'm I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and just say that Emmanuel Mosley is most likely going to take that role from him. And we re-signed Kawan, uh, Kawan Alexander, um, Kawan Williams, and he was a big part of that nickel package, and he played exceptional all last season as well. So very excited to you know, have him back because he's a pivotal piece. The only thing that I'm just a little apprehensive about, or I, which I should say a little trepidatious about is his health. You know, that was the first time he had stayed healthy in five years. Again, another Balky pick, uh, you know, uh, give credit to Balky. Balky was great at picking players who had talent and you have two Balky picks that turned out to be pretty darn good players when healthy. Eric Armstead and Jimmy Ward, both, you know, injury riddled their first three years of their career. And when they're healthy, we're able to play at, you know, Pro Bowl caliber level. So, you know, kudos to Balky on those two picks. I'll, I'll give him credit there. That's fair. But uh, we'll just have to see if Jimmy can keep it going because when he is healthy, he is a big component in that secondary and he plays great alongside Jaquasti Tart. Who also is a little, a little bit of a, you know, I don't know what what it is. I don't know if if it's Balky or it's, I don't know what it is, but Balky picks these talented players that just can't seem that just have health problems. So I just liked it's it's not one thing; it's the other with Balky picks, you know. But uh, but I'd like to see just some consistency with the health. Jimmy proved it last season and played throughout the playoffs, including the he played. I mean, if you he missed the first three games. But he played in all the playoff games, so he technically played 16, 17 games, something like that. So he did play a full season's worth of football, and uh, that that counts for something, and he got paid as a result. So hopefully that can carry over into this coming season because we're going to need him. Uh, let's talk about a couple of smaller ones. Jarek McKinnon, his, his contract has been restructured. Do you think we will ever see him play for the 49ers? Who? Jarek McKinnon. I don't know. 
<laughs> That's what you, my thoughts exactly. Who? Yeah, Jarek McKinnon. Jarek McKinnon is still 49er. Another another one. Let's move on. They they Ronald, did re- they did restructure his deal though. So they restructured it to a one year deal because now it's like now you got to prove it. You had an injury. It uh, it unfortunately took its toll to to the to the tune where you couldn't even play the past two seasons. So now you no longer are eligible, or I or I should say, now you can no longer. It's like you can't get paid for not playing. It, that doesn't work. So if you're going to be healthy this season, you got to be able to do it. Now, now you got to prove it. So we're going to restructure your deal. We're going to take away some of that money because you wanted to stay with the team. And everyone's still waiting to see what you can do because everyone talks, again, this is another Jimmy Ward situation where Jimmy's talked about so, was, was, he was talked about it's in such high esteem, but we never got to see it until this season. And Jimmy proved it, proved why, why, John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan were so high on him. So now we got to see the same thing with Jarek McKinnon. Now that you have a chance to come into the offseason healthy, now you've got to prove it as to why they signed you for $30 million in the first place. So so let's see let's see what Jarek McKinnon does. I'm willing to give him one more shot because we don't have a choice. John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan make these decisions, so we're stuck with them. So we got to see what this kid can do and how good he really is. Is he really better than any of the running backs that we've already got on the team? I don't know. It's a tall order because we had the best running back committee in the NFL. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the you know, but his ability to, to run passing routes outside of the backfield, that is a unique weapon. And we know that if he can stay healthy, we know Kyle's going to play with that and make run teams ragged with that. So definitely, it's definitely a wait and see. I'm with you. Let's see what goes on. Now, next up, Ronald Blair, someone you, you someone you uh you you had high praise for at the beginning of the season. Tears at ACL. He's coming back on a one year deal. He had three sacks last year. He had that torn ACL. It's 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 another depth piece that was sorely lacking when everyone got injured, but luckily everyone came back towards the end of the season. Are you happy about Ronald Blair coming back? Yeah, because Cleveland wanted him. Now that uh, Joe Woods, our secondary coach, is over there, and they also had another uh, coach from the defensive line staff over there as well. So I think that they're eyeing Ronald Blair. Although Ronald Blair, unfortunately, that injury really kind of set back any kind of market value that he was creating up until that to that injury. But uh, that injury is a blessing in disguise for Niner fans because we get to have him for just one more year again and see what he's able to do if he can stay healthy because he is very effective when he's in the lineup and was a great rotational player up until the point of his injury. But remember, you still have Sheldon Day, who's not bad, who played pretty good down the stretch. Not as good as Ronald Blair, in my opinion. And Contavious Street was okay. Again, these players play much better when they're mixed up with our starting rotation. If they have those players there, then they play good. I At this point, I'm just not sure if we're going to ever get to see Solomon Thomas play to his potential. I'm just not sure if that's ever going to happen. But, you know, he's there. He's signed. So we, we've, we've got to use him. So hopefully he can improve his play as well and turn into something closer to what people typically expect out of a number three overall pick. We see what a number one overall defensive player pick happened to you know or what we got out of Nick Bosa you know I I still have hope that Solomon Thomas can see the the day of light in terms of having some kind of wild productive breakout season the same way Eric Armstead did we gave Armstead several years before he was able to break out so maybe that's something that can you know 
happen to Solomon Thomas. We'll just have to wait and see, but we know he's going to be part of that rotation group. So, uh, but a lot, but glad to see Ronald Blair there and come back as a Niner and not as a Cleveland Brown because I just have no faith in that franchise. And that's where careers go to die unless you're some unique, amazing player that just, that is able to live, you know, that is, that is, was good before you got there or just happens to be very good and doesn't care about being on a shitty team. Yeah, you're right. You're damn right. Overall, a, uh, a pretty exciting free agency period, period. I think the 49ers have done well. How would you, how would you grade these first two days, Raymond, A, B, C, D, or F or four? for 49ers rock <laughs> you don't have to use that last one uh, I would probably give the Niners probably a B I'd give them an A if they were able to keep Buckner but signing Armstead was a big deal shining Jimmy Ward was a big deal bringing back Ronald Blair rotational player is a big deal those are all good things so I'd say a B plus Maybe a B plus, maybe a A minus, but I I don't know. I think you got to give him, you kind of have to dock him a little bit for losing Buckner, not being able to work something out there. Well, I would say this. Here's what I'll say. I'm gonna gi- I'm gonna give them an A because while we did lose Buckner, I almost think we can't judge the Buckner deal until we know for a fact what that thirteenth ter- round. That 13th pick in the first round of the draft gets us. If it gets us, I think it's going to get us Samuels. I think it's going to get us more picks. That's what I think. Because we already have the 13th and the 31st. I think the 13th now serves as a bargaining chip because we don't have a second, third, or fourth. So to mm. me, the 13th needs to be turned into a two or a two and a three or something like that, or two threes or something like that. Mm. Mm. You might be right. You might be right. You might be right. So that's, but that's what I'm saying. I don't think we can judge the Buckner trade yet until uh, until we see what happens with that 13th pick in the draft. I would say everything else I give an A. Buckner may keep us at an A or lower us. It that's all true. depends. And he may go to the, the Colts draft. and suck in that system. I don't know what system they run in Indianapolis. He might go there and just be horrible. I don't know what pieces they've got over there. You know, but I know sure. that I know that defense was an issue for them. Yeah. So we will wait and see. Raymond gives them a B plus. I give him an A. We both agree that we will have to see what that 13 pick it ends up being for the 49ers to really decide. What do you guys say? Goldcast Nation, let us know at youtube.com slash the goldcast. Let us know in the comment section down there of this episode. Tell us what do you think about the 49ers free agency? What grade do you give them? And last thing, are you happy we didn't get Tom Brady? The answer is yes. And if you say no, I swear to God. I'm just kidding. But uh, <laughs> you can say whatever you want. But that's all. But uh, I, the answer is yes. That's the correct answer. Raymond, any final thoughts before we end this episode? Just that the Niners are seem to be making a very strong effort to retain as many of the starting defensive players as possible. Defense is going to get you to the championship and win you a championship in most cases. So bringing back as many of these players as possible is clearly a very high 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 priority we'll just have to see if the Niners are going to be able to do it with the cap room they've got left I have faith in Prague Marate because he is an exceptional contract 
negotiator and just a numbers genius. So hopefully he can keep doing what he's doing because uh, he seems to work very well. He worked well with Balky when they needed to get deals done, but he seems to be a match made in heaven with uh, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch because all three of them just seem to be lockstep in sync with one another in terms of what they want to accomplish and how they want to accomplish it. Agreed. That's a wonderful way to end the episode. We will leave it right there. We will be back very soon, Goldcast Nation. Free agency in full effect. Goldcast Nation, we are here. We are not stopping. We are continuing. The show will go on. And so concludes another edition of the Goldcast. We are the voice of the Bay. I'm your host, Rudy Salisa III, and with me is my brother, my co-host. Raymond Salisa I, baby. Boom! We'll see you next time. Same gold cast time, same gold cast channel. This is, is the gold cast.